0: Hello, and welcome to the Daily Catholic Catechism Podcast. My name is Dan, and it's a pleasure to have you here. It is July 26th, and we will be reading paragraphs 1615 through 1622 today. And it is the Feast of Saints Joachim and Anne, the uh, uh, parents of the Blessed Virgin Mary. So it's a great feast day. We are... uh, Reading about the uh, the sacrament of uh, marriage, so we will continue with that. And we begin in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. This unequivocal insistence on the indis- indissolubility of the marriage bond may have left some perplexed, and could seem to be an, a demand impossible to realize. However, Jesus has not placed on spouses a burden impossible to bear, or too heavy, heavier than the law of Moses. By coming to restore the original order of creation disturbed by sin, he himself gives the strength and grace to live marriage in the new dimension of the reign of God. It is by following Christ, renouncing themselves, and taking up their crosses that spouses will be able to receive the original meaning of marriage, and live it with the help of Christ. This grace of Christian marriage is a fruit of Christ's cross, the source of all Christian life. This is what the Apostle Paul makes clear when he says, Husbands, love your wives, as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her, that he might sanctify her. Adding at once, For this reason a man shall leave his father and mother, and be joined to his wife, and the two shall become one. This is a great mystery, and I mean in reference to Christ and the Church. The entire Christian life bears the mark of the spousal love of Christ and the Church. Already baptism, the entry into the people of God, is a nuptial mystery. It is, so to speak, the nuptial bath which precedes the wedding feast, the Eucharist. Christian marriage, in its turn, becomes an efficacious sign, the sacrament of the covenant of Christ and the Church. Since it signifies and communicates grace, marriage between baptized persons is a true sacrament of the new covenant. Virginity for the sake of the kingdom Christ is the center of all Christian life. The bond with him takes precedence over all other bonds, familial or social. From the very beginning of the church, there have been men and women who have renounced the great good of marriage to follow the Lamb wherever he goes, to be intent on the things of the Lord, to seek to please him, and to go out to meet the bridegroom who is coming. Christ himself has invited certain persons to, to follow him in this way of life, of which he remains the model. For there are eunuchs who have been so from birth, and there are eunuchs who have been made eunuchs by men, and there are eunuchs who have made themselves eunuchs for the sake of the kingdom of heaven. He who is able to receive this, let him receive it. Virginity for the sake of the kingdom of heaven is an unfolding of baptismal grace, a powerful sign of the supremacy of the bond with Christ and of the ardent expectation of His return, a sign which also recalls that marriage is a reality of this present age, which is passing away. Both the sacrament of matrimony and virginity for the kingdom of God come from the Lord Himself. It is He who gives them meaning and grants them the grace which is indispensable for living them out in conformity with his will. Esteem of virginity for the sake of the kingdom and the Christian understanding of marriage are inseparable, and they reinforce each other. Whoever denigrates marriage also diminishes the glory of virginity. Whoever praises it makes virginity more admirable and resplendent. What appears good only in comparison with evil would not be truly good. The most excellent good is something even better than what is admitted to be good. Roman numeral two, the celebration of marriage. In the Latin rite, the celebration of marriage between two Catholic faithful normally takes place during Holy Mass because of the connection of all the sacraments with the paschal mystery of Christ. In the Eucharist, the memorial of the new covenant is realized, the new covenant in which Christ has unified, united himself forever to the church, his beloved bride, for whom he gave himself up. It is therefore fitting that the spouses should seal their con- consent to give themselves to each other through the offering of their own lives, by uniting it to the offering of Christ for his church made present in the Eucharistic sacrifice and by receiving the Eucharist, so that, communicating in the same body and the same blood of Christ, they may form but one body in Christ. Inasmuch as it is a sacramental action of sanctification, the liturgical celebration of marriage must be, per se, valid, worthy, and fruitful. It is therefore appropriate for the bride and groom to prepare themselves for the celebration of their marriage by receiving the sacrament of penance. Thus ends our reading today from the Catechism of the Catholic Church. The website is dailycatholiccatechism.com and you can email me at dailycatholiccatechism at gmail.com God bless you all and may these teachings handed down by the Apostles of Christ strengthen your faith and lead you to everlasting life. Amen.